Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, welcome back from that quick break. Uh, Nick, let's talk about these games this last week. And I know you didn't like the officiating. Uh, and the games, honestly, I mean, the, the first game, I mean, it was over before it started in terms of uh, once Brock Purdy went down for them, um, you know, for the 49ers, the Eagles were, were going to dominate that game. Um, you know, they've had kind of an easy path to the playoffs. But what would you take away from that game? And then we'll dive into the Bengals-Chiefs game. Well, the biggest takeaway from that game was that you, you definitely need a competent quarterback to to win in the NFL. Uh, notice I didn't say an elite quarterback to win because winning in the NFL is more uh, about a team effort opposed to one individual. And once Brock Purdy went down, that changed everything. I know Josh Johnson had been there for an extended period of time, but we knew that that offense, even with Mr. Irrelevant, was still kept in some kind of rhythm and some kind of flow. And once he went out of the game, uh, it changed. It changed on both sides of the ball. It changed for the Philadelphia Eagles because now they didn't have to worry about defending, you know, George Kittle, Brendan Ayuk, or Debo Samuel. That that kind of eliminated what Kyle can do as far as the vertical passing game. And the only weapon that you had was Christian McCaffrey. And that was very difficult to watch. And, you know, my heart goes out to my former teammate John Lynch, the GM for the 49ers, and Kyle. It, it was just really miserable to watch because I know what uh, both men were thinking about. They put so much time and effort in getting that team to this point, knowing as though you were on your third quarterback and then your fourth quarterback. Very difficult uh, to, to watch, but I'm, I'm happy for Jalen Hurts uh, getting his flowers, getting his opportunity because he, like Lamar Jackson, Kyle Murray, um, they were kind of criticized before they can even get their career started. And at one point, if you remember, someone even said that Carson Wentz was better than Jalen Hurts, right? That was one set. So to watch him go out and lead his team, I mean, that was a, a, a beauty for me to watch and, and to see him go out there and finally get to the Super Bowl and hopefully maybe make those naysayers change their narratives about who he is as a player. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been really impressed by Jalen this year. Obviously, I mean, I, I covered him at Oklahoma. And, you know, watching him at Oklahoma, he was he was a good player. But did I think he was going to be this good? No. And But he, he had the, 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 the work ethic, Nick. Like, this guy, I've never seen anybody work as hard as he does. Uh, he's a tremendous leader. And I think, you know, he went into Philadelphia with that mindset. And, and you remember his first year. Uh, they were not good, and he he sat. He was on the bench for most of the year. They brought him in towards the end, showed some showed some flashes, and then they went with him the next year. Obviously, took him to the playoffs. There were still a lot of question marks though about him, Nick. If you were, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of people wondering if he was really that guy. Uh, and to do what he's done this year, lead this team, and really kind of change the culture there. After you know, Doug Peterson was let go. 
They lost a bunch of veteran guys. Um, they've got a whole new team since they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Like, I, I think that he's done a, a tremendous job of leading this group, and, and I'm happy to see him have, the, have that success because he deserves it, man. That guy has, has had a lot of uh, naysayers in his career when you think back even to getting benched in the national championship game yeah. uh, in college at Alabama. For him to, to do what he's done, uh, I think is remarkable. And, and I think it's also a credit to the staff there. I think the coaching staff there has done an incredible job of tailoring what he does best. Uh, and again, that goes back to what the Broncos need to do here, right, is, is tailoring their offense to what Russell Wilson does best. And that's how you're going to find success. Success Because Jalen Hurts is not Patrick Mahomes, but he does some things extremely well. Uh, and the Eagles have, have been able to to make their offense fit what that is and made him a great player. And I think that's also, again, a credit to Jalen to continuing to, to just c- develop and grow as a player. So, I think the Eagles are really good. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think that they're just on a roll right now. They've got all the right pieces. I think that defense is playing lights out. I, I know they didn't play really a quarterback this last week other than you know an injured Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey, whatever that was, a couple times. You know, I, I think though that they still have a lot of playmakers that can get after the Chiefs. But Nick, that brings me to the Chiefs and the Bengals. What do you think of that game, uh, especially the officiating? I mean, that was atrocious. Well, I'll get to the officiating in just a second. The one thing that I want Broncos country to focus on, and, and this is this is not me blowing smoke uh, up uh, their backside, but the Broncos are not that far away from Kansas City. We, we actually saw it on display, regardless of what you thought of Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Jerry Rosberg coming in, and that whole circus. But the Broncos are not that far away. When we last saw the Broncos play the Kansas City Chiefs here at Empower Field, that game was a game that the Broncos could and should have won. Then you fast forward to the game in Arrowhead Stadium. That was another game that the Broncos should have won. Now let's get to the officiating. Because in that game, the officials took the game away from the Denver Broncos, and they did the same thing to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Did the Bengals have multiple opportunities to close out that game? Yes, they did. If their right tackle blocks Chris Jones, they move the ball down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. That didn't happen. But on the ensuing punt, now that's where things got really exciting. Joe Bocci was on the left side of the numbers, and I put up a little tweet about this, kind of breaking it down and explaining it, and he was blocked in the back. Now, the idea by some people on, on social media was that, well, Sky Moore was already out, had already out leveraged him. And I'm like, no, if you go back and watch it, he was inside of him. And it was that clip in the back that allowed him to get outside the pocket. Now, obviously, I know Patrick Mahomes pushed out of bounds and, and advanced the ball 15 yards. And once again, you can never make a play like that. You have to understand, you know, situational football. But for me, there were some calls that should have been made in that game that were not made in that game and has led a lot of fans to believe, George, and I would love to hear your take on it, to believe that a lot of NFL games, especially once you get into the playoffs, are rigged in favor of certain teams, certain coaches, and certain quarterbacks. I don't think it's rigged. I do think that certain players maybe get calls that other players don't at times. Um, I mean, this, this goes back to... I don't know if you remember this, Nick, but I think it was Cam Newton that used to get hit after plays all the time. 
mm-hmm. uh, take beatings. And he was like, you know, if Tom Brady took that hit, it would be flagged every time. I agree that there's some of that going on, right? I mean, I think back to a couple weekends ago when Skylar Thompson got hit really hard after a play, and it should have been rough in the past. I mean, they make, they've been calling it all year, and they didn't. And I still, to this day, think it's because Skylar Thompson's, you know, the third string, nobody, rookie quarterback, right. you know. Um, so I think that that happens. In terms of games being rigged, no, I, I think that officials make mistakes, uh, and they missed several calls the other night, um, including the one where they gave the, you know, uh, the Chiefs an extra down, which, by the way, and nobody wants to hear this, it was the right call to give them another down, but they screwed up by not uh, by having the clock run the previous play. And that's where they're at fault. It's not that they, you know, gave them the extra down. It's that they should have, it should have never happened because they let the clock run. But anyways, um, you know, I think that they missed some other calls that weren't out there. I, but I I don't think that they're sitting there saying, Oh, we got to make sure the chiefs win this game. I mean, you can't convince me that, you know, that, that that's going on. I think that officials just need to be better at their jobs uh, I've said that all year. I think that there needs to be some adjustment to some of the rules. I think the roughing the passer call is way too enforced right now. I think that that's um, a soft penalty. I think the unnecessary roughness at the end of the game, was it a penalty? Yes, by rule. Should it be 15 yards, Nick? I think that that's where we need to have a discussion because I don't think that's a 15-yard penalty. I think that's a five-yard penalty and maybe an automatic first down but it's not something that should give them 15 yards in that, that scenario. I mean, it sucked to have the game in that way. And I feel really bad for the Bengals player. Um, Cause I, I don't think he obviously was trying to do something bad there. Uh, was it a bonehead play? Yeah. But like he wasn't trying to cost his team the game. So I don't know, Nick, I, I don't think games are rigged for sure. I, I just think that there are some guys that get special treatment. And I think that, Patrick Mahomes is going to get some of that. I think Joe Burrow is probably in that category too. I mean, the NFL loves Joe Burrow. How could you not love Joe Burrow? The guy is awesome. Um, you know, but it is interesting that it keeps happening at Arrowhead, Nick. I, I know you brought that up. Maybe it should be called uh, referee head instead of well, Arrowhead or Arrowhead. But once again, George, I mean, you are proving the point for all those fans who are saying that they feel that the games are rigged because how many times – are we going to see things take place in Arrowhead and the Chiefs escape, right? And think about it. Now, Arrowhead is a scene of every crime, right? And now the Chiefs are saying, well, we are now the benefactors of what the Patriots appear to be benefactors of. Because you do recall when Tom Brady was playing uh, in Arrowhead, and I think it was uh, Frank Clark, or I can't remember the player who was a little offsides. On, on, on the particular play, which allowed uh, the Patriots to move the ball down the field. So, hey, if you are a Chiefs fan, they're saying, hey, you know, Akuna Matata, right? You know, now we get a chance to be a benefactor of some of those calls that the refs called against us or did not go in our favor. But it still raises the questions with so many fans. Are these games officiated correctly? Because we're not talking about fans 30 years ago that were not uh, keen to what the NFL rules are and the rule changes. They know the rules. They know them just as well as some of the officials, and they are pulling their hair out wondering why, if we see it at home, why can't you see it? And also knowing as though they see it in New York, right? If you see that there's an issue with a particular play and the official got it wrong, you have the ability to correct them. Do you not, George? 
No, you do. And and that goes back to my point, Nick. I think they have to reevaluate how they do officiating in terms of I think some of the rules need to change. I think they need an eye in the sky type official that can come in and change the ruling. If he sees something, you know, from all the freaking, you know, camera angles that we have these days, there shouldn't be a whole lot of missed calls, right? Uh, I think that that needs to happen. There needs to be like some sort of official in the sky type of position that can that can do that. They have the technology to do that. So that's the kind of stuff that needs to change. Again, I don't think the games are rigged. I think that that's, you know, people being you know, overreacting to it. Uh, and I get it. It looks like it in some way, but I, I don't think that that's the case. Like, the, I think we would know that by now, um, you know, if, if that was the case. But I do think that there needs to be an overhaul of how they're officiating games. And and, and again, going back through the rule book and changing some of these calls. Uh, and I think that even the pass interference stuff, it's like you've got to be able to look at that differently because it's called one like the, the call they had. I, I can't believe it. I, I wonder if it was. I can't remember if it was on Eli Apple or Mike Hilton, but there was one on the Bengals that I was like, what is that call? It was just a great play by the corner, uh, you know, where he comes around and knocks the ball down and they call pass interference. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, how's that pass interference? Or how about the Eagles game, Nick? Uh, you know, what's his name? Devontae Smith. Uh, he dropped on the, the ball. first drop. He dropped the ball. It's very clear in the angle. And you can't convince me they're on the Fox broadcast angle. Well, they didn't have that angle yet. That's BS, man. I know they, they have to have that angle. They have every angle immediately at their hands. How does no one stop that game uh, and review that? And I know they're like, well, the Eagles went really fast. They didn't go fast enough for that. I mean, and, and yes, should Shanahan have thrown the red flag? Yeah, sure, whatever. But that that to me, like that stuff shouldn't happen anymore. We have the technology to fix that. So that's where my biggest complaint is with the officiating is, hey, you've got you've got all the resources in the world. You shouldn't be missing some of these calls. See, once again, George, you 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 are furthering the point. I know, here. I know, but it's not it's not rigged. If you I think mean, it's rigged, stop watching not. the games. But you're, you're like, okay, no, it's not. But let me give you some other things to think about, right? And you give them a laundry list of things, but say, no, it's not. But yes, it, it, it it's presented in that particular way. And as you were saying that, I understand why fans think of that as well. And this is where, where technology uh, helps create that. And what I mean by that, is like what you said, we have more angles due to technology than we've ever had before. And that's the that's the whole beauty of the NFL, the evolution of technology. We can give you so many angles. I mean, when it, where it looks like uh, uh, the Matrix movie, they can stop, pause, and rotate guys around. I mean, I remember they were doing that a couple of years ago. They could have quickly done that. Once again, this is what we're talking about. In New York, you see the play. You know something is wrong. Hit the panic button. Have the officials to stop the game, even if uh, Kyle Shanahan did not throw the challenge flag, right? Stop the game. You know it's not a legit catch, right? And you're trying to present to every single fan that, you know what? We are putting out a legitimate product, right? It is not rigged. Yes, our officials make mistakes, but we have the technology to make sure. Now I'm sounding like the $6 million man. We have the technology to make him better. But if you're going to do that, George, you might as well do that. Because if you don't, every friend will continue to believe that the games are rigged. Yeah, I, you're not wrong, Nick. Um, we got to get out of here, though. We can continue this officiating discussion later this week. I'm sure there'll be a lot of calls in the Super Bowl that we'll disagree with, too, in a couple of weeks. 
which brings me to my final question, Nick, who you got in the Super Bowl early prediction. You can change it in the next couple of weeks because I'm sure we'll find out maybe more about some of these injuries and stuff, but who's your early prediction to win the Super Bowl? Uh, early prediction, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, they've done a great job so far, and I don't foresee anything changing, but that can change, right? You know, injury reports start to come out. You have two weeks, give guys an opportunity to maybe do something stupid, which I hope they don't. Uh, but at this moment, I'm going to choose the Eagles. Yeah, I'm on the Eagles too. Um, I think that they've been more, you know, arguably the best team all year. I know they haven't played the strength of schedule as some of these other teams, um, but I like the Eagles. I think they're healthier right now. Again, maybe we'll find out some more about some of these Chiefs injuries that happened this last weekend, but I think they're healthier. I think they can also run the ball, uh, and the team that usually can run the ball better usually wins, and uh, I think that they their run game and their offensive line is just – a monster right now. So I think they can control the pace of that game, but we'll get more into that uh, as we get closer, Nick. I know we've got the pro bowl stuff this week and maybe we'll dive into some Sertan stuff uh, that we see throughout the week. Hopefully there's a coach hired uh, by Thursday, Nick. I feel like I've been saying that every single week uh, that maybe there's, there's a coach hired by the next episode. We'll see, but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you guys like subscribe to the podcast and we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. <laughs>